So, uh, so guys was out with Bodie and a number of other folks doing some pretty nice gravel riding this weekend. And, uh, everybody that we were with was just looking for more, you know, Mm. wanting to get out and, uh, do more gravel riding, which as you guys know, it's a little tough around here. You know, we just, we don't have the obvious, you know, gravel mountain roads and fire roads and stuff that they do out in California. Right. But we do have some, and if you look for it, you can find it. Uh, But again, it's not the easiest thing in the world to sort of look at a satellite map and try to figure out if a road is gravel or not, and if it's accessible, and, you know, can you make it into a loop, and... Right. You know, so we've spent time scouring maps and talking and planning back and forth, and anyway, as we were doing all this over the last couple days, I had this great idea for an app. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which would somehow interface with, you know, Google Maps, of course. Yeah. And and also somehow be able to register whether a road was a gravel road, like what the surface of the road was. Okay. So you would sort of plug in your area that you were looking to right. find some, some gravel in. I mean you could you could probably crowdsource that, like people could it's true. Add you could sections add, to it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a great idea. Actually, people could update it and and add little sort of local knowledge to it. Yeah, and you sort of plug in your area, and, and it would give you sort of an idea of different gravel roads, and then link them together based on how far you wanted to ride or what right. the what the route was. Yeah. Do you maybe like you could sort of personalize it where like I'm looking for extra knobby, gnarly mm. gravel. Some are looking for like pea gravel. Sure. Grade it out, you know, sort of like the crushed gravel versus big heavy railroad gravel, more single right. tracky kind of gravel. Really make like a, a gravel profile. Yeah. You could yeah. kind of even like have it, you know, uh, star ratings, you know, like Paris-Roubaix sector style kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you know, an app for, for folks that, are looking to, to get outdoors and, you know, grind some gravel. Okay. So right. I got a great name for it too. Okay. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Grinder. Wait, wait, wait. So you guys are saying that name is already taken? Uh, I think so, yeah. It might be taken. You might need to check into that. Um, yeah. It's a good idea. Maybe it's just the gravel grinder. Mm. Fair enough. And you might get a lot of unintentional downloads, which might help boost your app's popularity. Mm, that's hey, true. that's some SEO right there, baby. All yeah. Right. Well, Bodie, well, give us an intro. Yeah. Talking about SEO, welcome to the Yeah You Ride podcast, episode 40. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey Bodie, this is the T-Bone, and hello, Sir Cheerio. Uh, hello. Well, thanks for not letting me introduce myself as Sir Cheerio. He pipped you at the introduction know, line. He did. Pipped me at the post there. All right. Uh, yes, I am the aforementioned Sir Cheerio. How's it going, guys? I mean, I'm coming off a great weekend of uh, gravel riding, so I'm feeling really yeah. good. Yeah. I, we, it was a very good Saturday, Sunday. We had beautiful weather in New Orleans. Um, unseasonably spring weather. Um, 70 blue skies. And I just wanted to ride my bike all day long. Hmm. Well, on uh, Sunday, we almost did. We <laughs> had, a, yeah, it was elapsed time around five and a half hours. Wow. Um, only three hours of riding, but still, it was a really awesome day. Yeah. 
The title of my ride on Strava was Best Time on a Bike in a While. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I don't, that, that hurts my feelings somewhat because I wasn't there. Uh, and it did look like you guys were having a lot of fun out there. I uh, wish I could have joined you. I had some family duties in the morning, so I couldn't make that one. Uh, I just did a recovery ride on the lakefront, which was nice enough, apart from the freaking clicking noise, Uh-oh. which I am still trying to, I've been trying to track it down all weekend. Like, is it the bottom bracket? Well, it doesn't happen out of the saddle. It's only happening sitting down. Ooh. And it's mm. only happening. And then it was like, I went to go see uh, Tim at Bicycle Michaels. And uh, we found one of my pedals is a little loose. So, oh, maybe that's it. So I swapped my pedals out. Nope, that wasn't it. Seat post? That? Tried that. T- then we thought, oh, maybe it's the new saddle I've been trying out. Because that has a little bit of play oh, in it. Oh, yeah. And so I swapped it out for my old saddle today still making the noise but on the trainer today i noticed that it only happens at higher rpm so i wasn't noticing it out of the saddle because i was going slower but it's happening at higher rpm it starts making this clicking sound is it a bolt in your cleat that is moving back and forth uh i don't know how to describe it in my look cleats there's a Hmm. bolt you can screw in to uh mark the spot they don't have that on no. the Shimano ones. Okay. So I don't think that's it. Uh, it's a bit of a mystery. I'm st- I'm now back. I went started from bottom bracket, went all the way around to other stuff, and now I'm kind of back to bottom bracket. This sounds a bit like an episode of Car Talk yeah, it on does. CBS. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm going to just go with the Gremlin in your drivetrain. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to tell you to buy a new bike. I think I might have to throw this one away, which is a shame because I liked it up until that point, and now it's driving me nuts. Uh, make sure that the bolts that are bolting your chain rings onto your spider are tight. Mm. I've had that before mm-hmm. on the cross bike. Try that one. Loose chain ring bolts. I'll try that again And if uh, that tomorrow. doesn't work, it's definitely a gremlin. And I'll throw it away. Okay. One time I had a piece of tubular glue that had fallen through the spoke hole into the inside the fairing of the rim and every time the wheel rotated at a certain speed mm. slow enough it would clink 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 well or it wouldn't clink it was glue but maybe something like that i actually had two spoke nipples that um i had two spokes that came loose and the spoke nipples actually were inside the tubular and of course you can't take the tire off to get them out or anything and so there were just two spoke nipples clattering around in there until yeah. you needed new tubes, two, new tubs, right? Yeah, and then yeah. I got them out. Well, all joking aside, Matt, you and I were talking. I think you've got the BB86 style press fit bottom bracket, yeah. which is what I have on my cyclocross bike. I rode next to you on Saturday for a and while and listened to that. Yeah. And it sounds exactly like what my cross bike starts sounding like when my bottom bracket starts to go. And unfortunately, those BB86 press fit bottom brackets go way too soon. Yeah, and I don't know. It may not even be the bearings. It just may be that it they get like dirt in there, don't they? And that whatever. It's I I am not convinced by them. I've never had a problem with a traditional English threaded bottom bracket. It seems like it was a solution to a problem that never existed. That's how I feel about those things. Agreed. It's yeah. yeah it's Greek to me. I even listened to the Bike Shop CX show on bottom brackets, and I still don't. I mean, I only know their bearings and mine creak. Everyone, their my cross bike is creaking, and I kind of just want to buy a new bike. 
Yeah. Instead I, of dealing with the bearings. It, it drives, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's, there are so many things that we can put up with in life, but an annoying creak or click or something on your bike can just drive you crazy. Check out my gravel Speaking about clicking, mm. I want to kind of go back to Sunday yeah. and talk about the gravel grinding. Oh, yeah, we're not done with that. Because yeah. I, mean, I feel like we, we grounded, we graveled, we grounded. You ground. We grinded. Gra- we ground so much gravel that we left quarries in our wake. Mm. Yeah. Now, but that was that was a, a fun day. Uh, Kurt had proposed a ride, uh, checking out the St. Bernard Parish gravel along the 40-hour Brent Canal, and I yeah. wanted to hit the West Bank, and hit this new uh, gravel route. It's not new. It's been there. Um, well, actually, Bodie, to some extent, it is new. It's a it's a boxed gravel course now, but one of the roads that connects the three oh, other sides right. is a new road. A so new... You, those, you could get out and ride some of that, but you could never put it together until um, the last within the last few months. They've cut through a, a brand new road, mm. and... Uh, laid down some some fresh gravel on that road so it is indeed a new circuit so new fresh virgin gravel yeah it was to be to be ground it was um I and mean, we should talk about tires because this is a really good topic because we had a mixture wait, out wait, there are you saying that we should have some tire talk hit it up come on let's talk about tires let's talk about fmb let's talk about all the good things that gator skin that make me let's talk about tires all right, we got to this one early this week. Yeah, Daniel, no, let's go I mean, I it. think uh, I want I want to talk about it because I, me and you, Towns, are on road bikes. I was on the Richie. I yep. was rocking Gator Skin twenty fives. Oh my god! So and all that gravel. I, I, you know what? I'm actually glad I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the Gator Skins because my GP four thousands finally died, so I needed tires, and no, and no, you didn't have any, so you put the Gator Skins on. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's actually talk about this because where this all starts is uh, our teammate Kurt proposing this ride, as you said, Bodie, to go out and ride some gravel in St. Bernard. Uh, Kurt was encouraging everyone to come out on cross bikes and knobby tires mm. because of some of the gravel is a little bit deep and he thought people would be sliding around if they were on road bikes. I reached out to you because I knew you've spent some time there and you said... I've got two KOMs on that gravel, and I got both of them on a road bike with road tires. So, of course, I think to myself, I'm going to trust Bodie. He's my bro. I do a podcast with him every week. <laughs> I know he knows what he's talking about. So I went out on my road bike. Mm. GP 4000s, 28s. Yes. Um, felt like that was a pretty safe, uh, pretty safe decision. And indeed, it was. No problem at all on the St. Bernard gravel. No, I think it, th- there is a section on the Holy Cross levee where they did put new gravel down, and it is deep on the road bike, and it kind of sucks, but it's yeah. really, really short, so it's not a big issue. Yeah. And if we if we go if we think about that circuit on the West Bank and thinking about the race coming up that we'll we're going to talk about in a bit, I was thinking that if it stays dry, road bike road tires is going to be fine. Yeah. I wish I would have had twenty eights, mm. or if I could even do like a thirty. Yeah. 
Uh, that would be pretty awesome with my road gearing because I want to smash it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the Richie can take 30s. I think no. it maybe can take 28s. I haven't tried it yet. I, um, I know that my Allied cannot take 30s. Uh, I've got the 28s on there now, and there's just enough room for them to roll through cleanly, especially if you pick up a little bit of mud on the tires uh, and couple sections yeah. on that new gravel where even though it was dry we still got a little slot there was a pothole essentially a wet pothole that you found the clean line through the first time and then on our hot lap um we all kind of hit it pretty hard and i definitely had mud all up in my drivetrain but it mm. shed fairly quick and i was off and running well i have a suspicion i have not tested this out yet that my kind human campione could potentially fit 30s wow that would be great it has and that's with uh rim brakes it's rim brake well that's a good point i don't know maybe i don't know if there's going to be enough clearance on the brake that's where my issue on the allied is with mm. the with the brakes yeah that's as a good, we heard about last week that's a good the, point well they, they are about to release a disc version and i bet that one will fit a 30 no problem uh, but so it, it's it's it is time to get rid of your bike as a matter of fact <laughs> i just yeah, have to just like throw this one away and get the new the new if version. you could shrink it i would i would I would gladly take it off your hands. Yeah. Um, so many kind humans out there in the wrong size. Mm, no I'm, one is selling my right, size. Sure, mine's in the right size. <laughs> um. So yeah, tires. I mean, like, I think if we want to uh, target the tire talk discussion, talking mm. about this gravel race um, coming up, I think that if it's dry, twenty fives, twenty eights, road bike's gonna be fine. Okay. If it's wet. That might change it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's wet, you might want, you know, a well, more of a cross tire. Yeah. With more, maybe like a Torino dry is what I have my cross bike. And I think, I think a Torino dry would have been fine. Even a file tread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would be really good. Or so, a, or a, maybe a, uh, a Dugast with a vintage, uh, Michelin tread, uh, mounted yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Something I'm going like to call that. it my guy. <laughs> yeah. You got uh, an extra. Six hundred yeah. bucks burning a hole in your pocket. Oh yes, you know it. A thirty mil, a thirty mil Dugast uh, custom made for you. Because mm-hmm. Bodie, I know a guy who knows a guy. The guy I know knows Stephen Hyde, who knows a guy, Wout Van Aert, yep. who can get you a set of okay. those tires for about six hundred bucks. All right, yeah. so we're so, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, but look, April the eighth, twenty eighteen, Boss presents the Boss, uh, the Boss Cross, women, women mm-hmm. of Boss Cross. Badass woman shred everything. Yes, uh, including are, gravel. They are putting on a race over there on this gravel circuit, which is essentially just north of English Turn. It is a 3.2-mile gravel loop. And actually, let's be, it's, it's, there's a new section that's gravel. Um, other sections, well, there's like, there's, it's actually multi-surface. You've got really yeah. crappy southern Louisiana road. Like chips, broken chips, broken chip seal with potholes, kind yeah. of like the last ten miles of Rouge Rouge Bay sort of roads. Yeah. Then you've got that you turn on to Delacroix, and that's like a dirt brown dirt small gravel road. Mm. Yeah. Then you have the new section, which is fairly large white gravel. I don't know if that's limestone. Yeah, limestone. construction yeah. kind of construction aggregate type gravel. And then that last road, right, Willow. So that, is, that would be the Strade Bianche section, then. Huh? Foreshadowing. Very, mm. very, very, very Bianchi. much. Yeah. And then okay. the last section, Willow, is. I would just say a, a terrible road. Yeah, crappy paved road. Yeah, it's funny because the road, the 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 first stretch of the road, uh, that's actually Willow Road, um, that where the where the 
loop starts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Stanton is the name. Stanton of the is the is the finishing road uh, that's just kind of really poorly paved. But that Willow Road used to be gravel, but what it was was they used this. Uh, uh, sort of construction debris or uh, old asphalt that they dumped oh. back there. And okay. over, over time, it melts and it actually turns almost into tarmac. Hmm. When they put it down, it's it's this pebbly sort of uh, recycled yeah. asphalt. And it's it's like gravel. But that the last time I went to it, it was very gravelly. Now, it's uh, I guess after a long, hot summer, it sort of bakes in. Huh. Yeah, you almost rode over a piece of wire that was coming out of the quote-unquote the... asphalt. Yeah, that was so. interesting. Yeah, I stopped to pick that up to try to get it out of the way, and I and I and I pulled on it, and I realized it was embedded into the uh, asphalt, the melted asphalt. But we're getting we're getting down the minutia here. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but so the event uh, is going to take place on this loop, and it's Saturday. Is that eighth of Saturday? Is that Sunday? Mm-hmm. Well, keep talking yeah. about it. I'll pull yeah. up the date. But they're anyway, raising, this, raising money for Dirty Kanza. Three yeah, of the is, boss women are doing Dirty Kanza this year. Yeah. And they're raising money to offset their costs. So it is on a Sunday, April 8th. And uh, there's an A race, a B race, and a WTF race. Women Trans Femme race. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's going to be laps instead of time. So just you know, designated number of laps for each category. Five, uh, five laps for the A race, four laps for the uh, WTF race, and right. three laps for the B race. Yep. So you probably like for that A race, uh, maybe looking at like 45 minutes, something like that. Odie minutes, set the KOM on the hot lap this so week, which we, was just under 10 minutes. Yeah. First, 9.45 or something nine, like Yeah, 9.44. So I, let's just say 10 minutes a lap, probably, you know, give or take, maybe less, maybe less when you got a group of people. If you're drafting. and um, So that's a 50-minute race. Yeah. Solid, good, yeah, good, good circuit, solid race, good yep. circuit race uh, distance. So, yeah, that's coming up. Um, unfortunately, that's the same weekend as Rocky Mount. That's a big Lamber race uh, up in Shreveport. But for those of you who, which uh, is an Omnium, that's correct, right? Should be a stage race, is it? I believe. Okay. I think it's a Rocky that Rocky Mount stage race. Yeah. Okay. I've done it as an Omnium a couple times, uh, for one reason or another. But I think it's a I think it's a stage race this year. Okay. So for those of you who can't afford to travel or not, you know, doing the full road race or you have really liked the gravel stuff and want to get down on us, this is going to be an unsanctioned, unsupported, you know, BY own bees of any, of any sorts, you know, yeah. bicycles, beers. Um, it's going to be an entry fee. They have not yet determined what it is. But, but it is a it's fundraiser. Fundraiser. So. so it's all going to support their efforts. So whatever it is, it's not going to be And we much. rode it, four of us, five of us, and we had a blast. Absolute we did two blast. laps, one one recon lap and one real, we kind of punched one. each other in the, in the head a few times on the fast lap. And that was a blast. Nice. So... And look, all you know, joking and 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 highfalutin tire talk aside, you can ride this thing on a road bike. You can ride it on a cross bike. You can ride it on a single speed. You can ride it on whatever you want to ride it on. Plenty of fun out there. Don't be afraid to come out on any bike and ride this thing. Totally rideable. Totally safe. Totally fun. So just get out there and ride your bike. TT bike. I can do it on a TT bike. <laughs> Why Dude, not? Yeah. If you did it on a, if someone did it on a TT bike, I would give you, in addition to a big high five and a hug. I'd probably bring you a six-pack of Paradise Park Urban South beer. Mm. Well, I don't think I'll have a TT bike by that 
moment, but uh, I will go out later and do it on a TT. Well, bike. you know what we could do? We could we could organize a gravel time trial. Yes. Later on, mm. that would be a great place to do it. Yeah. Uh, the women of of uh, Boss are going to have some other events also to raise money. I think we're going to have them on the podcast sometime yeah. in the next couple of weeks so they can talk about all the various events that they are having. I know there's some gold sprints, and I think maybe there may be another. I think there's another event at Urban South mm. uh, where they're raising money, so we I, will keep you guys posted on all of that as well. And I was just thinking there? that we, you know somebody who's done pretty well at Dirty Kanza. Uh, isn't that right? I know a couple people that have done pretty well at Dirty Cans. I know both uh, Yuri Hauswald, who's won the uh, men's race, and yeah. Allison Tetrick, who has won the women's race. Yeah. So, so uh, guys, if you all are listening, Yuri, Allison, happen to be listening to the podcast, uh, drop us a line and let us pass on some tips to these uh, women that are coming up there to race with you guys. Yeah. And if there's anybody else in Lambra who is doing Dirty Cans, uh, let us know. Send us an email. So we can uh, root for you and talk about your results when the race happens. Now, do they have any kind of a feed for Dirty Kanza? Uh, video feed of any sort? No. No? I don't think so. I've no. seen footage, but it's amateur footage that people take. Yeah. You know, at it's various not, places. It's not in the spirit, dude. Okay. Sorry. Keep your corporate cameras uh, out of my gravel race. Is it going to be like, uh, you know, um, Red Hook? Which it just annoyed the crap out of me. Like it's curated content. It's like no, small batch no, artisanal. Well, that that's video. no, that's different. That's yeah, <laughs> that's you're a different different kind of side cool. of that. Different yeah. kind of cool. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. Well, guys, so we were talking about the white gravel that we rode on Sunday. Mm. On Saturday, there was a little bit of white gravel being ridden in another part of the world. Do you guys want to talk about that real quick? Uh, yeah. Yes, no, indeed. I don't know how after... quickly I want to talk about it, but I definitely want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to talk about Strada Bianca, but after Matt lays down some sweet Morricone music. Mmm, okay. club ride as strada bianchi was happening but i know that the three of us all in our own time uh managed to take in the race yeah Uh, i want to go around the the table matt you want to start us off and just not talk about how the race was won but just talk about your impressions of the race and give us a quick thumbnail of your experience watching strada bianchi this year well i think you know i think i mentioned last week uh how this is, I think this is an amazing race anyway. It's, like I said, it's got the best finish, I think, of any race in the world tour. Not only that, uh, 
I just think everything. I mean, it's 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 Tuscany. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. This year, it was pretty damn epic because they'd had all that snow, and then the snow had melted, and it was filthy, muddy, messy, yeah. wet, really cold. I mean, you if you I watched. Um, like you know first of all i kind of watched a feed that was like a bit less than an hour to go or something and you were looking and like i don't know who that is like yeah. you're just seeing people and they're all in their black uh waterproofs and stuff and their faces are filthy and you could barely tell who was on what team and then guys started taking their rain jackets off and you were like oh okay that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so um i can't even imagine that process of like oh we're starting things are starting to hot up I need to take my coat off and get it to the domestique so he can take it back to the car. Like, well, that's I, like a whole like orchestration. Well, I even saw, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, but I saw uh, Tom Dumoulin took his rain jacket off and just threw it by the side oh, of yeah. the road. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so but my thought watching it is, so the race is what? 20 years old, less than 20 no, years old. 12. I think this is only the 12th edition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, the, the, the point there is that it's a, it's a, it's a relatively new situation and we've talked about that as well. Yep. Uh, so, you know, but the race on Saturday had the look of a classic cycling race from the fifties. Yes. It, it, it was almost like you should have been watching it in black and white. Uh, or you know maybe even early there earlier than the fifties. So the way the guys were covered in mud, yep. the, the 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 colors of their jersey as they showed them from the front. Again, you guys said a lot of their jerseys were covered up by their by their rain capes, but you know even to the extent that they had their 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 full kit and their colors, the 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 mud the white mud from the roads was splashed up on them. They looked like sort of ghost like figures. Yeah. World War One warriors or something coming out of the Belgian trenches or something. Absolutely, I mean, it just was really, really a great visuals. I thought the whole the whole way, and then of course, you know, they're riding through, as you say, Matt. They're riding through Tuscany, one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Yep. And even though the weather was crappy, mm -hmm. it still just had this just incredible you just wanted to be there riding your bike with these guys yeah or in a nice warm team car drinking a nice coffee or something well, that's true you couldn't yeah. really feel the cold as you watched it but it certainly just had that look and yeah i agree i think um and this is something that we had on the agenda to talk about matt you mentioned you know when is this is this the next is this the next monument uh it's a newish race i don't know how one gets to start calling a race a monument but if, right. but if any race that is not currently a monument of spring cycling were to become one this would certainly be the obvious choice i think by fans and and broadcasters and media alike i mean this just really seems to be a real darling for I mean, the spring yeah. series. obviously, Tour of California would be the next monument it's you would put up one, there but that's not um, a one day race unfortunately Bodie and also <laughs> Kind of not being anywhere near as cool, but <laughs> I know that was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Harbor Master Criterium, but uh, yeah, we yeah. it's not a pro, it's not a world tour race. So anyway, I mean, let's talk about who won the damn race because that was pretty exciting. It was. It was a pretty. It was a very mixed podium. Yeah, yeah. We, and that was a great thing about the race was that you had very diverse skill sets were able to 
you had talked about the race where you wanted to see various riders race together, uh, Townsend, and mm-hmm. you almost had all those riders at the front in yeah, this race. Almost. I mean, it wasn't exactly the, you know, the Sagan, Kwiatkowski, and... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, but for a while you did. With about 50K to go, there was all those big hitters were, were there in that front group. That's true. They but were, let's, they were let's, all there. Let's talk about the podium. We had uh, Tis Benut, who won the race. Yep. First, you, it's his first professional win. First win. Um, and it's then a pretty you, big one. And then yeah. you had, I'm blanking. Roman Bardet in second. The climber. I mean, climber. Climber's climber. Yeah, Grand Tour racer. And then, most exciting news, probably of most the day. exciting news, very excited. Woot Van Aert, third place, first world tour race, he gets third. Yeah. Boom, yeah. amazing. What up, MVDP? <laughs> Bam. So, mm. yeah, so I mean, microphone great. dropped. <laughs> yeah, I just heard it. Damn, that was that fun. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Actually, Wout didn't drop the mic at the end of the race, he dropped himself. Oh my oh, god, yeah. his he looked. He needs Absolutely. to work on his remounts, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he needs to work on his remounts after guy needs, 200K, right? Guy needs to go to a cross clinic. I've, yeah. I've done that remount myself. Uh, oh, yeah. And I yeah. actually wasn't even referring to the attempted cross remount on that uh, on the hill. I was talking about just after the, you know, when he crossed the finish line, he just immediately just was just down on the ground. Yeah. I mean, how exciting is that, though? No, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely well, phenomenal. Yeah, it was exciting for a long time as well because he and Bardet were yeah. off the front for about 40K. About 40K at the end of the race. Yep. Uh, and, and that was great to watch. They were working really well together. They were definitely maintaining their gap over the, the chasers with the exception of Tij Banut, who came out of that chase group. Oh, man. And just... Well, not only did he bridge across to a couple of other guys... And he stayed with them for a while, and then he dropped them. Dropped, yeah. Well, he ended up with he was with um, Quick Step Rider, uh, whose name I've forgotten. Forgotten now. Steve Bar? Not Steve Bar. No, it wasn't Steve Bar. Um, yeah, I I can't remember now. Uh, It'll come. Uh, Peter Seri. He was with Peter Seri, and then he just dropped Seri, and. Bridged a su- substantial gap across to those guys. It like forty odd seconds, and or and, d- and did not spend too much time recovering he pretty much dispatched with those two in pretty short order as well yeah i mean he was obviously definitely the strongest man on the day he had it he just he left them and you know you just kept kind of waiting i mean roman bardet strong strong cyclist i mean goodness gracious i mean he's finished on the on the podium on the tour de france well you know we know wout's got plenty of power but but we've never seen him in something as epically long. I mean, this is That's five right. hours. It's sure. not a one-hour cross race. But they just they just watched him ride away as if they were content with fighting it out for second and third. I mean, yeah, they had no answer. Nothing. Uh, and then um, Bardet eventually up the what's the name of that final climb? I mean, does it have a name? I guess it's just I mean, a it climb is. up it's in the town. Though, it's like, the Via something or whatever. Well, they go under. The Flam Rouge, the 1K yeah. to go banner. And you see the camera pan up, 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 up to the top. And you can see the top of the little town square. Or the little, well, there's a tower up there, yeah, like, a, tower like a bell the tower at the You're top. Like, so you can Holy see, like, shit. Yeah. They've got 1K to get all the way up there. Yeah, to the and, Red Keep. Yeah, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is literally on the top. It looks like it's on the top of a mountain. And yep. you've got 1K to go. You just And then it's, and it's cobbled. Yeah, well, the worst part as well is like, so you go up this like steep, pretty steep road and then you kind of do a little jog to the left 
and then to the right. And suddenly when you do that turn to the right and then it's super narrow and it's like 16% yeah. up that cobble section. It's And there's just... And then there's fans all the way up either side of that, up through this, you know, incredibly narrow medieval street up to... Which up is to the, wet. Which is wet. Wet cobbles. Yeah. yeah, and it has like a gutter in the middle of it. The rain mm. gutters are right, right down the middle of it. And uh, and then you go up and then sort of over the top and then down into the Piazza del Campo, which is just, you know, Yeah, it's got that downhill finish. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, you know, uh, Bardet drops Van Art uh, on that last climb, and you could just see Van Art was just he like I guess he cramped up in both legs, but he yeah he was grinding out. He was dead. I mean, he literally like, ground to a halt. Yeah, yes. and, he, and he fell off his bike. He tried to remount, but he literally could not get his feet <laughs> off the ground and hump the saddle like yeah. we've all done before. Oh, there's nothing worse than that casing the remount and just slapping your ball straight into the saddle <laughs> well and, and none of us have done that with with peter sagan alejandro valverde yeah. and company breathing down our necks from behind i mean he had to know he had to know there were people coming <laughs> yeah Shit. at the end of a however long race that was so i mean kudos yeah. to him for hanging on to yep. third place yeah, yeah. And it went, no. in, in the end it wasn't really close i mean he, he got third by what yeah. at least 20 seconds or so but that ain't that ain't that much and then surprisingly as well, you know, um, young upstart Alejandro Valverde yeah, goes forth. Guy? Yeah. This Valverde guy. Yes. Once I saw that he was in that second group, he's gonna, like, you, he's you're gonna, oh, he's going to win that. Like, duh. Yeah. He, he just blew them away on the climb. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I'll do some classics. And That's yeah, Valverde. I mean, just a spectacular race. Tish Benut, when you were talking about like ghosts and everything, and I, I think I mentioned it. I mean, he looked like the ghost of Christmas past when he came when he came over there at the end. He his face was completely like this very pale gray, and he looked like he looked very old. He looked yeah. really old. I mean, and then also like you know, to your point about it, it he looked like somebody from the past. You know, it looked like. It almost like it reminded me of like, like you know, pictures of like coal miners and, uh, yep. and stuff of like, just yeah, like guys, you know, you know, just um, a really kind of, you know, this like hard, hard look on his face. I mean, just incredible. And just, you know, he's just ashen and I'm sure he was completely empty. Well, it, it was the prototypical look of the cycling hard man of years past. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, he needed some goggles. That's right. And yeah, a hairnet and, and a, and a, and a tube sort of laced around his, <laughs> yeah, his chest yeah. Tube, Yeah. Like a tubular bandit. Uh, and then, you, and then you saw him on the podium once his face was washed and I couldn't even recognize. No, him. he looked completely like, different. Yeah, he's he? like, Oh, he's, he's a young youngster. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, spectacular. And then the women's race, uh, Anna van der Breek. Unfortunately, like there was uh, the footage for the women's race. I guess they didn't have. They had very poor camera footage. It was just like, uh, yeah, they didn't. They just. I, I mean, like we talked about it on Facebook. I think it was intentionally. They just there was no broadcasting rights. Um, they they uh, they were showing st static shots of the finish, people hanging out. I'm sure they've shown it before, though. I don't know. I think maybe they were having issues was, with transmission. I don't know. Because they had some during the men's race, but, you know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But so, I'll tell you what. I saw some footage. It was not of Ander, Anna Vanderbregen. It was, who was a woman from Canyon Tram who finished in second? The finished second for the third year in a row. Say that name again? Cassia Newadoma. Wow. 
You made that sound like two syllables, and that her is name. she is. <laughs> uh, she's dating uh, Taylor, Taylor Finney. Finney. Yes, yeah. in fact, she was like uh, giving him a big hug when yeah. she came across the line. She, they, I saw some footage on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere yeah. of her riding up that final climb. She oh, she was flying was up it, flying up yes. that final climb. Yes, she smashed it. Absolutely flew up it. Yeah, and Elisa Longo Borghini got third, who won it last year. She did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and Chantal Black, uh, and, world champion in fourth in the Valverde position. Yeah. Well, and also shout out to Elisa Longo Borghini on her Italian champions kit. Nice and super clean, full tricolor, full like, you know, red, white, green. Uh, and the white panel has no advertising on it whatsoever. And there's just like some very small logos on the top part of it. It looks yeah. super clean. I like this return that we're seeing to full-on proper champs kits none of this like terrible astana crap that we've seen a la arno demar yes in Paris nice which we'll get to in a moment and his teammate they uh his teammate who's the dutch single dam who's the dutch champion that's right they that's basically have inverted name. kits so taylor wiles the top ranked woman at 27 i don't know what the top rank american man. woman yes oh. sorry yeah american woman yeah, yeah. just thought i'd give that shout out yeah, uh, I think everybody, you know, looking on social media, pretty much everybody who rode it was... Oh, and I think the men's race was only 50-some finishes. That was it. Wow. Uh, most of those guys did not come into uh, into the Piazza del Campo. So, so you know it's get, a hard race. Do they, like, drop out? Or do they? Yeah. Do you get time cut? Or is a... I think they probably no. It's just one day uh, they, classic. Yeah, so they just, just drop if you're, out. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win. You're not gonna get UCI points. I guess you just just get pull get the ripcord. Get in the team car. Okay. Get in yeah. the minibus and have some hot tea. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, phenomenal. Uh, yes, it needs to be a mo- I, the, the whole like how many years does it need to become a monument? I don't care. I think it is a monument. I, I'm calling it the sixth monument. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Hmm. So moving on to a little bit of different race, uh, stage race, Paranese. Yep. I have not watched any of that. Have you guys seen any? I have. Happenings? I have too, yeah. So the first stage, both two stages have complete as of today, Monday. Um, first stage was, they're both basically sort of flat-ish uh, stages. The finish in stage one was sort of this, fairly steep uphill mm. cobbled sprint type finish it was big straight wide open but it was probably i don't know matt it looked like it was four or five percent i mean it was not it was not a real climb but it was definitely those guys were not sprinting at 30 plus miles an hour i don't no. even know that they got up to 20 miles an hour in it that was sprint. the slowest it was one of the slowest sprints of it well because it was so long as well because yeah. they had that climb up which i think was good got pretty steep i mean i think it got into double digits on the climb on up the climb up yeah sprint. but yeah. then i think it was i think they came up there's a bit of a false flat and then you know under the banner and then it was like 800 meters of relatively flat maybe the maybe it was into a headwind i don't know but it was amazingly it was i mean it was amazing it was to a, see it was like a slow motion sprint yeah, and it was amazing to see guys just basically just running out of gas right, you know, in that last 50 meters, just having kind of like sl- almost, you know, slowing right down. It was pretty uh, pretty incredible. 
But uh, yeah, uh, Arnaud de Mar won it by uh, less than a millimeter. They said crazy. Yeah, absolute photo finish with uh, with uh, Gorka Izaguer. Yeah, uh, whose brother was also brother in, cousin. His, That's his brother, brother was in the top ten. Also as well. in the top ten as well. Yep. Um, uh, those are and they are climbers, right? They're kind of um, his brother is more of a climber. Gorka Izaguer is is more of a punchy, more of a punchy type of rider. Yeah, and it was definitely a punchier finish. Most of the big sprinters got dispatched on that climb, and there was also a crash um, with just around three k over three k to go. And I don't think, and because it wasn't a traditional sprint finish, they didn't have that three k limit. So mm. a lot of people lost some time. Okay. Uh, none more than the guy I have on my fantasy team. Or had on my fantasy team, uh, TJ. Oh, who, uh, TJ! Lost all the time earlier on. About think like I don't know, fifteen k to go or something. He crashed out of the race. He was looking at his bike, and then he ran into a car. Is what I saw. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe that was the second crash. I didn't even see it. I just heard about it afterwards. I was like, I heard, oh, TJ crashed. And it's like, and TJ's out. And I was like, of course he is. Teej gonna teej. Yeah. Yeah, It says here on Cycling News that he suffered whiplash running into a team car. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I I don't want, obviously, I don't have any (laughs) ill will. Like, I don't want people to crash out. But, God, it's it's such a teej thing to do. Yeah. Sorry, teej. Gosh. Uh, Yes. So he... uh, yeah, so I don't know who BMC's backup is now that he's uh, no longer in the race. Uh, Rui Costa also did not start the next day. but So your uh, fantasy team is not doing so well, you're saying? Oh, no, I didn't have Rui Costa, but no. uh, my fantasy team, both mine and Townsend's fantasy teams, did terrible. We were tied for last on the first day. Right. Uh, Wait, Simon Garrens is on BMC? Yes, he's yeah. moved to BMC. Yep. Hmm. And uh, there's been a lot of shuffling around. This in the off season. You don't remember that side by side that I posted of Simon Garrens in his Orica Scott kit and mm. Simon Garrens mm. is his BMC kit, and I said to you guys, this guy must be hating life right now. He looks <laughs> so much worse in this BMC kit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, terrible, terrible fantasy day for the two of us. But a little bit of redemption today in stage two, mm-hmm. uh, which was also a sprint stage, a little bit more of a traditional sprint yeah. stage that was won by uh, Dylan Gronvagen. Yeah, five a, wins. Yeah, what a talent! Yeah, uh, on fire. Yep, certainly is. Seems to be going very well for him. Uh, good for that team. You know, they they haven't they've not they don't seem to have had you know as many kind of performances, uh, great performances as as uh, one would have liked. But uh, they seem to be doing pretty well right now. And so it looks like tomorrow is more of a. I guess you, I don't know. Do you call it lumpy if it has three mm-hmm. cat three climbs, or is yeah. that? Yeah, could be. I'd lumpy. say that's a lumpy. Yeah, lumpy. Call is it a lumpy, lumpy finish? Uh, it looks pretty full. It's got a slight rise. I I can't really tell. I heard that's... that. I heard that today. I think I heard on the commentary today that they were. I think Gronenbergen afterwards was being interviewed, and he said, "Yeah, this was pretty much the last day, the the only day really for the sprinters. For yeah, the, for the pure I mean, sprinters. So if you compare. Yeah, I think it's got a slight rise. Um. Could be a day for a break tomorrow, maybe, huh? I know yeah. it's been cold as heck. I mean, Europe, Europe's been super cold, so everybody was bundled up. Uh, I think it was not as bad today, but yesterday. I mean, uh, once again, it's like I don't know who this is. Uh, people were, you know, in full-on balaclavas and stuff. It's uh, 
pretty, yeah. pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was really, it was, that was notable yeah. watching uh, stage one, especially, and, and the stage today. I mean, guys, you don't normally see pros racing with, you know, full sort of head, ear, and, and yeah. you know, neck and throat covering. Well, balaclava is an easier way to put that in one word than all those words I just used, but they were really bundled up. Yeah, but going back to Tish Benut, did you notice that he had no leg warmers yeah he was in he had heads. no sleeves and he had no gloves i honestly couldn't <laughs> tell if he had leg warmers on for a long time because his legs were so everything was just the same color yeah. on the front i couldn't well, tell if it was just his legs covered in mud or leg warmers covered in mud when your engine's burning that hot you know yeah I mean, you don't need any of the extra stuff Plus, you got a nice coating of mud there on your legs to That's keep right. you warm. Well, it probably it's probably um, great for the skin too, right? It's uh, you know that people pay was, a lot of money for that. That was the joke. Mm. Uh, so that's about a wrap on the European stuff. Um, you guys want to talk a little bit about some local stuff going on real quick before we get to some listener mail and yeah. wrap this thing up? Sounds good. Yeah, I mean. It's- Talking about Strada Bianchi, talking about gravel. I mean, the big news in our area is that the Rouge Bay has been canceled. Yeah. I'm sure most of you who are racing have already heard that news, but in, in case you haven't... Don't drive to St. Francisville on Saturday. Or, or do, if or you want. I mean, yeah. But... Um, the Mississippi River is pretty high right now. A lot of rains up in the Midwest, and the river levels are... They're really high. It's actually amazing because the Saturday before Mardi Cross... Uh, Jason, Nix, and I, and, and Philip, uh, we rode on the Batcher, that's the, the land on the river side of the levee, uh, on our cross bikes on the little sandy beach down in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. And then when you guys came to my neighborhood yesterday to ride, the covered river in 10 was... feet of water. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's covered. So the river has risen pretty fast. Um, I know it probably wasn't... And it, it does flood a lot up in San Francisco. There's that one bridge coming back on the Rouge Bay well, Coast, so which, which th- often it, gets it, flooded, right? It floods... That those bridges can flood when we get rain in the area because those are tributaries to the Mississippi River. Mm. The fear this year is that the Mississippi is so high that it would actually um, back up into the tributaries and flood those low water bridges from the riverside, not from the downstream side. Right. Or and from the, the downstream side. And there's side a lot of like roads side. that are in, pretty low. It kind of is down in the delta. You have the, obviously the, the climbs and stuff at Rougere, but there's large sections that are. You know, going out to Fort Adams, um, which is really, that's all in the the floodplain, I guess you call it. That's right. Um, So I know that had to be a super tough call for the race organizers, Will and Dustin, but I think that was a good call, especially to get ahead of it, let people know so they can make alternative plans. Speaking of alternative plans, Scott Coppersmith up in Ridgeland is doing something on Saturday that he's calling the Ridgeland Roubaix, Mm. which is a hundred mile sort of seat of the pants last minute race that he's putting together for anybody that wants to go yeah, do kudos, a race kudos to scott for putting on a lot of races a lot Absolutely. of gravel stuff and this has got um several gravel sectors right yeah it's it, it it the idea i think is to sort of mimic rouge a bit it's got it's mostly road but with uh three or four gravel sectors uh, mixed into it so yeah, i believe there's fun. actually some prize money I think the idea is to see, you know, kind of throw the money in the hat and divvy it up as prize money. Actually, I th- maybe somebody's pledged some money yeah, as no, prize I believe, money. Uh, I, think I believe I uh, our good friend Allison Harkey might have thrown down some cash. Wow. She can't be there, but she is a supporter. So, yeah, that's happening right. on Saturday up in Ridgeland. You can, I don't know, there's a Facebook event somewhere. I don't know the actual name of it, but 
Just uh, Google Ridgeland Roubaix and find it. <laughs> um, if I had my Grinder app, you guys could just look it up on <laughs> totally, on yeah, because yeah. it would be there. Yeah, it yeah. would. Yeah. It yeah, would. so go. Um, I mean, or even you can try looking it up on Grinder. You could try Grinder right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and other and other local regional news. We like to give a, sh- a shout out to uh, former Lambert riders. Um, this last weekend was the tour of Southern Highlands, and we had some uh, Lambert riders go up there. And once again, Brian Mutel, uh, dude is beast in it. He, I saw that he was fifth place in the P one two. GC after their uh, time wow. trial, which was so. Shout out to Brian for smashing it. Yes, and, uh, staying safe in the crit and then getting a top five, I guess, in the time trial. Um, which the time trial was a one point one mile TT, which okay. I think sounds awesome. Well, yeah, I think that sounds awful. But... I think well, but I not that I would be any good. In terms of standing wise, but I feel like I can, for myself, my one minute power is the better part of my power curve. Yeah, but this wouldn't be one minute though, would it? A mile? Sorry, sorry. You're probably looking like five minute, five minute effort, right? No, No, it was like it was like going to be about a two and a half minute effort. It was like a two. It was like two and a half minutes. Two and a half. Three minute mile is averaging twenty miles an hour, and a one mile TT, you're going to be averaging up above, you know, around thirty. I'm guessing. All I'm saying is that Mm -hmm. I feel like I could. I would enjoy this TT because A, it would also be over fairly quick. It would be over quickly. It uh, would hurt like hell, but it would be over quickly. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. but I feel like I feel like I can suffer for that long. Yeah, it's like the big question in a in a one mile TT is like, when do you open up your sprint? Immediately, <laughs> right? And, and, and here's another question that, that I know that they raced it Merck style, right? No yeah. TT bikes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not like even that sure too. that it, I'm not even sure that a TT bike helps you in a in a one mile TT. No, it probably doesn't because you. I think you're gonna want to be out of the saddle or or down in the drops. You know, grabbing yeah. on, sprinting hard. You're not yeah. gonna want TT bars too much in in that. Well, that's quite a good idea. I kind of like that of a very short TT. I don't know about one mile. Maybe maybe I wouldn't mind like a two two. Three, well, well, I mean the traditional time trial in our stage races in our area and it might Around be other three areas. miles it's three miles yeah. um mm. rocky mountain speaking of rocky mountain they did a two point something a few years ago and it was great like i i did really well well like considering and mm. um for myself and set some power record numbers but and the pensacola one is is less than three um so yeah those are those are kind of standard but i i do think it's kind of i don't know Maybe maybe uh, someone who did that race. I know Jack White did it. Maybe they can. Maybe Jack O'Brien can tell us. Uh, you know how they how you attack a one mile yeah. uh, time trial. So Bodie, he was fifth in GC after the the time trial. How did he How did he wind up? Do we have any overall results from after the road race? Uh, well, I think there. I don't. I think there. I just saw on Strava that he said he was just trying to survive the road race. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Uh, well, Hollow West Coast Citadel was there, and okay. they did like top five in the crit on Friday night. So, yeah. and they are now a pro Conti pro Conti team. team. Yeah. So, but so speaking of other big results for uh, Lambert riders, we had uh, young Lance Absher who went over, I right. think, to Austin, Texas. Right. So uh, Lag Laga Vista Laga Vista Road Race. Uh, it was a two day, two stage road race. Yeah. 
and he was uh, third after the first stage, and uh, he won. Ended up winning overall on day two. Yeah, he won the he won the second race, and th- this was a cat two only field. They had yeah. they had a P one two, and then a cat two, um, and he won that race on Sunday. So congratulations to uh, Lance Abshire. Yeah, yep. you'll be. Uh, Upgrading him to one at some point. I will not be upgrading him. Oh, that's right. You don't, don't upgrade that. to one, no, do you? That's a national level thing. Mm. Um, and yes, you are correct, buddy. Tez take a lot of points to go from two to one, so that will help his uh, his quiver of results, but I don't know if that's going to make it. And I know that uh, young Logan McLean was, doing was well. racing yeah. at, I believe, Tour of Southern Highlands 2 in some of the junior races, and I believe he podiumed. I don't know exactly what stage, but there was, I think, like a 15 to 16 and a 17 to 18, and I think he's still in the 15 to 16. Did really well for his his team that he rides for, Lux uh, Development Cycling. So yeah. kudos to Logan. So um, there was an Evolo uh, rider on that podium as well. Yeah. So speaking of upgrades, Bodie, we uh, upgraded our Yeah You Ride listener mail tally over the weekend or over the last week, did we not? We did, yeah. So two weeks ago, or was it last week, we put out a call to our listeners asking about where where can we do some climbing mm. in our area. And Bo Dennis wrote in okay. out of Baton Rouge uh, asking about the Rigolides Bridge. The Rigolides Bridge. That so, is uh, the bridge just past Fort Pike. Yeah, it's just a little bit. Uh, it's it's a good one because I think you got a decent shoulder on that bridge, right? Yeah. And you got about a forty-five mile uh, warm up. Yeah, get out yeah, there yeah. To it. So, so that's, you know, that's the one issue. You. Yeah, Bo said, "Yeah, you have to drive, but it's longer mm-hmm. and a lesser used bridge." This is true. Um, so good, yeah, Bo. We definitely when we ride out, if we do a Fort Pike ride. You definitely, we always try to hit at the bridge because it's there. You might as well climb it. It is one of the biggest bridges in our area, the mm-hmm. most amount of climbing you can get. Although still, at the end of the day, it's what, two to three minutes, maybe, you know, at most. It's a bit more of an effort than the Alp de West Bank. Is, is it, it really little, long? Is it a little bit than taller? The Alp? It's a little bit taller, I think. Seems less steep, though. Does it? I don't know. Oh. The, yeah, the Alp is like a one minute, 30 to two minute effort. Depending uh, on the wind. Depending on wind. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, once again, it, it's it's yeah, it's those are hard. Like I don't know what kind of like now that intervals be... you're doing hmm. where you're just climbing for one or two minutes. So it is a good bridge. It's not the best, but definitely when we go out there, I like to hit it up. Yeah. Um, nice views from the top. Yeah. Yes. And and I was thinking that I see people on Strava that go to the Alpe d'Huez on the West Bank and they do repeats. And as we were climbing the bridge on Sunday, I was like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> and like, why would you want to do this more than once? Like, Because <laughs> that's intervals. I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's close and it's easy and that's how yeah. you get strong. Right. Now, Ooh. the uh, Huey P. Long Bridge is a slightly longer effort. Longer, but not as steep. Yeah, no, the grade is steep. lower. The grade is much easier on the Huey P. Hmm. The problem with both the Huey P and the Alpe de West Bank is, unless you're there really early in the morning, traffic is just Awful. a little sketchy. Yep, and, it is. And if you're not if you're not willing to ride in the shoulder, which mm. has its own issues of debris and yep. trash and things that are gonna 
you know tire gremlins yeah uh then you're taking your life into your uh into your hands on both of those well bridges. and that's the other thing i think is the point i was bringing up initially is that i want somewhere that's going to be pretty safe and yes i can see the Wrigley's bridge would be safer uh it's just a long ass way to go and uh, but thanks for that one bo um i hadn't i had forgotten about it thanks uh, for that bo but we're going to stick with uh mom von too <laughs> so so I'm just pulling up. Uh, the that Opti- was a joke. Up the West Bank, and the KOM time on that one is a minute 21. There's actually two people who had that, uh, Kenny Bello and our teammate Will Bouquois. Yeah, with, um, a, with, a, with a pretty substantial tailwind. Definitely, those are those are wind-assisted. So, But mm. yeah, I mean, when we did it the other day, I was tapping out at pretty decent power. It was 216, like, so it's yeah, not... We, it seemed like we had bad, we had bad winds. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind was in our face both ways. Mm. Switched right when we got to the top. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of though, climbing bridges, there's an event coming up that uh, Urban South uh, notified us about, where you you can actually get to ride over the uh, Crescent City Connection, yeah. which is a very rare thing. There is uh, the there is a duathlon that does it, which turns me off immediately because it involves running as well. But uh, this is a, a cycling event. It it's is. A f- Good segue, Matt. Actually, this is the Beth's Friends Fondo, which yeah. is a uh, fondo to raise money for women in the New Orleans area that have breast cancer. It's actually organized by some folks that I know and Urban South is a sponsor, and they have, because they're a sponsor, they have a limited number of discounted entries. Mm. I mean, it's a charity ride anyway, so even if you're paying full price, it's still a great deal. But we've got, uh, for folks that are listening that are members of the Urban South race team, uh, drop us a line. And in fact, why don't you go ahead and email us at yayyouride at gmail.com. And if you're an Urban South uh, teammate of ours, we will get you the registration code to get out and do that so yeah you ride over the mississippi river bridge yeah uh, and then in fact speaking of english turn and 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 whatnot uh you actually then do ride out uh, to the end of that english turn road you don't do any of the gravel that bodie and i did oh, this so do you weekend. go do you go over the alp de west bank as well you go over the alp de west bank wow absolutely two, two bridges two bridges and you got to come back over okay. both of them so that makes four bridges okay well okay. what's the date because i'm i uh you have piqued my interest sir i will tell you momentarily as you guys uh talk about uh, well, I was just looking at the Huey P to see mm. what that climb is, and it's according to Strava, the segment is 0.9 miles. 0.9 miles, and the KOM, um, which someone took from me, uh, is 233. So okay. two and a half minute effort. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit longer. A little bit longer. That's yeah. at 20 miles an hour. That'd average. be a good time trial. Uh, Beth's Friends Fondo is Sunday, May 20th. Sunday, May 20th. Okay. I, if I don't have any conflicts, I'm going to, I want to, I want to get signed up for that. I I believe that that weekend is a gap in the Lambra race schedule. Perfect. Race calendar, I should say. Excellent. So, so, so. All right. Well, look, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about tonight? Mm, I think we hit it all. It's good. Yeah. If, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> so, uh, like us, yep. like us, uh, subscribe. Yeah. Drop us a review and a rating on iTunes. 
drop yeah, us a line have... at uh, yeah, you're right at gmail.com. Say hello. Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. Bo, for that email. We haven't had oh. any reviews or ratings in a while, so come on, guys. Get in there and start uh, clicking your keyboard. Mm. And on next week's show, we will have, hopefully, we will have the uh, Velo Games code Oh yeah, for the Yeah You Ride podcast Spring Classics Fantasy League. And hopefully uh, we'll have some info about some fabulous prizes uh, that you could potentially win. Yeah, some of the prizes are we're just going to talk about your team on mm. our podcast. So yeah. good no. names are always uh, fun. Yes, so I think we creative. should definitely have a, a prize for the best team name. Okay. And uh, other things as well. Obviously, we'll have a sure. winner. hope you can come up with some prizes, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I might make some. Yeah, um, there you go. The, the, the cheese was delicious. Yes, uh, cheese is, is always good. Well, maybe but maybe for uh, maybe for spring classics, that's more of a beer type a, of a, a prize. A beer type say? prize. Well, maybe yeah. we can talk to our sponsors at yeah. Urban South. Sounds good. And see if we can hook people up with some beer. Uh, well, uh, well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and sign myself off, and uh, and in honor of uh, Tej Bonut's uh, win. At Strada Bianchi, this is the T Bonute signing off. Good night. And this is Sir Cheerio saying, Somebody please fix the creak in my bottom bracket. And this is Bodie Bodie saying, Thank you and good night.